So my wife, uh, Lauren, and I, uh, we have a seventh grader and a fourth grader this school year. Uh, And like everybody says as they're getting older, I can't believe that I have a seventh grader and a fourth grader. It seems like it wasn't that long ago uh, that they were were just brand new to this world and then brand new to school. And now they're kind of both in various ways. I guess you call them old, old professionals. They know the drill. And yet this year, through all of us, a significant number of curveballs. And I, I remember as we were getting closer to this past week when Wiley School started up, uh, I, I watched especially as, as Riley, our seventh grader, started getting herself ready to go back to school. And she even, on her own, decided she was going to start going to bed earlier so that she could get up earlier. And she wanted to start that two weeks ahead of time for school to start. And I I started to feel like she was actually praying through those actions, right? That it it was like, if, if we could just get ready for school the way we've always gotten ready for school every year, then... Maybe it's going to happen. Even though a lot of things about it are going to be different, maybe it will happen. Because as we all know, there have been so many obstacles for school happening this year in any way that resembles the kind of school experiences we've all had before. And I remember at various times in the last couple of months, Lauren and I talking with one another, Lauren and I praying, trying to do our best to figure out not only how, how to make decisions for our family, but also praying that God would, would lead our leaders, that God would lead those who had to make all kinds of different decisions. And eventually, whether you're leading a school or you're leading a company or you're leading a family, you start to realize that this is always true, but it's even more true right now that, that you and I end up having to make decisions with imperfect and limited information. And when I find myself in a situation where I'm having to make a decision that I know, it's the best decision I know to make, but I'm also aware that I don't know nearly enough, I kind of get to this place in my heart where I think, okay, I've done everything I can do, God. My, My last resort here is to pray. Prayer should never be our last resort, right? Prayer should always be our first step, especially in moments when we know that we don't know, right? It shouldn't be our attempt to make sure that we've carried every single uh, complication in our minds and our hearts as we've tried to come to a a choice that we're going to make that that really, before we ever try on our own to make a decision, we should be inviting God into that decision-making process and asking for God's guidance. And that is exactly the kinds of of parents Lauren and I want to be. It's the kind of people we want to be here at church. We don't want prayer to be the thing we reach for when we've done everything we can do. We want prayer to be the first thing that we do. And one of the struggles I have in my life is when I get to that place where I I realize again, I remember again the power of prayer, it it kind of still becomes a way for me to, to use it as a tool to get things to go exactly the way I want them to go. Right? So I think one of the things we have to admit this morning is that prayer isn't our way of using God to control what happens. 
Even if you're really polite when you ask God to do exactly what you want, right? Prayer isn't a tool that you're supposed to use to just get things to unfold exactly the way you want them to. Prayer is our way of partnering with God no matter what happens. We look at various stories in Scripture, people who chase after God's own heart, people who give their lives in service to God. We look at someone's story like Jesus, and we find that those life stories don't go nearly as smoothly as I would want them to go if it was the life story I was living at. There's all kinds of of obstacles. There's all kinds of difficulties. There's all kinds of things that they have to face that we would love it in our own lives if we just didn't have to face that difficulty. You're going to notice the kids are filtering back in because we're going to be praying in a moment and we want them to to be a part of that, that experience. But what we, what we have learned, if, if we've learned anything in a prayer life, is that we can ask God to make certain things happen in very specific ways. And at times, that's exactly how they unfold. Jesus' brother James says, you don't have because you don't ask. Right? There's places in Scripture that say if you want things to to turn out in a very specific way. Be honest about that. Speak the desires of your heart to God, and God listens. God responds. But what you and I need to understand is God is always able to see the bigger picture of what's going on in our lives and, and what we need most in any given moment. And brothers and sisters, the reality is what we need most at any given time may be difficult. It may be something we would never ask for because we don't know to ask for it or because we don't have the courage or the patience to ask for it. And yet God does, in his love for us, God does what we need most, even if we don't understand why, even if we don't ask for it. And so when we pray, in addition to talking about, you know, God, this is what I'd I'd really like to see unfold. What we need to be understanding in that conversation with God is that we're not not ordering God around as much as we're trying to say, God, I want to be your partner. Whatever happens next, I want to work with you. I want to work with you in my own life to develop into the kind of person you want me to be. I want to become the kind of student or teacher or parent or school administrator. I want to be the kind of person you're calling me to be, but I also want you to use me in other people's lives to bless them, to embody your goodness and your grace. God, I don't want to use you. I want you to use me. Because I trust God's wisdom in that sense over my own every single time. The Apostle Paul as, as he prays, he doesn't just teach us about prayer, but he leads prayers in the letters that he writes. And we learn from how he prays. So if you got a Bible, you want to open up to Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to start reading in verse 17. Paul prays and teaches us to pray. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that makes God known to you. I pray that the eyes of your heart will have enough light to see what is the hope of God's call, what is the richness of God's glorious inheritance among the believers, and what is the overwhelming greatness of God's power that is working among us believers. This power is conferred by the energy of God's powerful strength. God's power was at work in Christ 
when God raised him from the dead and sat him at God's right side in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority and power and angelic power, any power that might be named, not only now, but in the future. Now, this is a big prayer, right? And, and what we find is that in the first half of the prayer, what Paul is really asking is he doesn't start out saying, God, I want you to change everything for me just the way I want it. He actually says, God, I want you to change us. Change us so that we can face whatever happens. And then he shifts to, to reminding us of the great uncomfortable power of God to do anything we could ask or imagine, right? Beyond what we could ask or imagine. God has this power. It's not just any power. It's the power he used to raise Christ from the dead, which means, brothers and sisters, it is a power that makes us death-proof. Anything we would face, anything we'd have to go through, when we get afraid and we start to feel like we're just not sure how things are going to turn out, Paul wants us to remember, there is nothing this world could throw at you. That's what he's saying at the end here, right? God's power at work in Christ Raise them from the dead, far above every ruler, authority, power, angelic power, any power that might be named. You know, one of the powers that you and I are, are having to deal with right now has a name. It's COVID-19. God is more powerful still, right? And, and Paul wants us to hold on to that. And so what I want us to think about as we prepare to, to pray this morning is that we believe in a God who we know has the power to change anything. Right? God has that power. There is no doubt. If you can raise somebody from the dead, you can do anything. But what we need to make sure is that we, we pray for God to change us every bit as much as we pray for God to change our situations. We need to, we need to ask God to change our situations. We, we need to ask God to, to help us experience the, the kind of future that we long for. But that shouldn't be the majority of the content of our prayers when we talk to God. We need to make sure that in addition to asking for God to change what we're going through, that we ask God to change us so that whatever we go through, we will be made more Christ-like through it. So we're getting ready to pray this morning. And we're going to find that as we, we pray together, that we're going to be doing both. Right? That, that we're going to hear from people who are envisioning a certain kind of future, and yet really, regardless of the, the kind of future that we end up experiencing, brothers and sisters, what we really want more than anything else is for God to be with us in that future. And I'm telling you, he has promised, and he is faithful. He has promised to be with us no matter what. Okay, so we're about to to enter into this time of, of blessing together. And I, I want to help just kind of lay out what's going to happen over the next few minutes in our worship together. You know, when you get ready to pray for someone, I learned this in one of my ministry classes years ago. Don't assume that you know exactly what they would ask you to pray for. It's always a really good idea to ask somebody before you pray with them and for them, what would you like me to pray for? So often what you'll find is when people answer that question, their imagination is, is a lot better than maybe your own imagination of what you might think they'd care about, what, what they might ask for, right? It's deeper and longer and higher. 
It reminds me all the time when I ask people, what do you want me to pray for? It reminds me of just how much faith and trust people have when we're getting ready to gather together to pray. We want to we share that faith. We want to share that trust. So over the next six minutes, we're going to be watching various people, right? Students, parents of students, teachers, administrators, coaches, band directors, uh, the, the staff in schools that help take care of everything else. We're going to hear from them, share with us what they would like us to be praying for, not just this morning, but throughout this year. And we, we, we want to be people who listen carefully in that moment, right? It's not going to be forever. It's going to be five minutes and 51 seconds. And I know we're distracted in today's world, but I have full confidence we can listen carefully for five minutes and 51 seconds. And then after that, we're going to have some time to pray. It's just in this service going to be just a handful of, of moments to pray. And what I want to encourage you to think about doing as we get to that place, there'll be a prompt on the screen uh, that they'll let us know it's time for us to pray. Now, obviously, you can pray silently in your heart for some of the requests that you'll have heard. They'll be fresh on your mind. But what I'd really like to encourage us to do this morning is, especially if we're in groups of, of households, right? Or, or if you came together this morning from, from school and it's a group of friends and you've been around each other and, you know, you, you, you share life together. I want to encourage you, if you're in a household or if you're in a group that's been together, take that time to pray. And, and I'm going to say out loud, quietly, but out loud. And it's hard to pray quietly out loud with a mask on, I realize. So it's going to be kind of a little bit of, of a murmuring chaos, but I promise you it's going to be music to God's ears. Okay? So if you have a student in your family, in your household, if you have a teacher, if you have various different roles represented in your household, when we get to the end of that prayer request time, pray. If you're at home and you're watching us and you're, you're in your house, pray over that person. You know, surround them. Have them stand up. Do something to, to help focus your heart over the next few minutes after that so that we speak as people of prayer this blessing over what is to come. Uh, and then after that, we're going to have some time to pray together as a church. So you got it? We're going to watch the requests, and then we're going to have a few moments to pray together after that. Let's watch those requests now. As I'm sitting here in my classroom preparing for probably the most challenging school year that I have ever had to face, there are so many thoughts and questions and uncertainties going through my mind right now. However, there is one thing that I am certain of that gives me comfort is that members of Southern Hills will be praying for me and my students and my co-workers throughout the school year and that's very comforting to know that. My prayer request is to make friends at school in first grade. Please pray for students to reconnect after such a long time at home and not seeing their friends. Please pray that I find ways to connect and with and serve each student in my classes. Please pray for the safety of all of our students and the health of our students and our faculty and our staff. Please pray for little to no stress as we're going back to school. Pray for students who live in uncertainty and fear over what will happen this semester. Pray that they have peace 
and that God will guide them through this semester. We don't know what's going to happen, and that bears on people. It, it puts a burden on their shoulders, makes it harder to do what they have to do. So if, if you could pray for that, helping people live through and work through their anxiety related to the unknown, that would be very helpful. Please pray for our children that are learning from the comfort of their living rooms this year, that they can still feel connected to their teachers, to their classmates, and to the school community as a whole. I would like to pray that we as teachers take advantage of this opportunity. We've never seen such a time where the entire world has been impacted by a global pandemic. And I pray that we can meet people and give them hope and encouragement where only Christ can provide that encouragement. I pray for the, the, the learn new things and the not get the coronavirus. Please pray that as this upcoming school year begins, we can all stay safe. I would love prayers for teachers to be able to be able to conduct their classrooms smoothly and that students can come into classrooms and feel safe with their teachers and that teachers are going to provide an environment that's safe for their students. Especially this year, there's not a lot of normalcy and I just pray that when they come into my classroom, we will have a little bit of normalcy and that these students will feel loved. I do ask for you to pray for the health of the teachers and the staff and administrators and the students, but um, protection from from the unknown, protection from the fear, protection from the negativity um, that, that we see surrounding so many things in our world right now. Would you please pray for our administration, our principals uh, and leaders as we start this new school year that they make the best decisions they possibly can. Please pray for wisdom as we continue to make decisions, as we adjust plans and make new plans, as things continue to change, that we're flexible and that we're wise in all that we do. My prayer request for the school year is that everyone follows the guidelines that have been set to keep us safe so we can be together in person. I hope we get zero cases throughout the year and we all stay healthy and make it through the school year. That we can all get through it together with in person and not virtually. Please pray that I don't let fear and worry rob me of my joy and excitement in my classroom. Please pray for the students that come into my band hall, that they feel safe, that they feel cared for, and that they feel loved. As we enter our classrooms each day, I just ask that you fill our spirits, fill us so full of Him and His love that we beam that light out to our kids every day. Please pray for strength, strength of our teachers uh, with mental strength, physical strength, emotional strength as we begin the school year in uncharted waters. Being asked to, to do a lot of things that are new to me and um, more than I've been expected to do in the past, I just pray that parents and students and community will show grace because I'm not perfect and I make mistakes and there's a lot that I need to still learn with um, all this. And um, I just pray that people will be understanding and likewise that I will. And I pray for grace for each of us to extend that to each other, that whatever choices we make, that's good for one family and that's good for one classroom, that it's okay that it's different for another family in a different classroom, 
and that we just extend that grace to one another. And finally, I would ask that you pray that sooner rather than later, we can get, get back to a normal school day, a normal school life, where the kids get to go on field trips and have assemblies, um, where we don't have to worry about being socially distanced from each other. Thank you so much. Uh, we have some cards that you may have picked up on your way in. It, it summarizes the prayer requests that were on the video. In case you couldn't take notes fast enough, I know I can't. Um, and also, if you're streaming online at home, there'll be an email that goes out later today that will include a link to this file so that you can view it on your phone. Uh, we want you to, to not just be focused on this at the very beginning of the school year. We want to be people who are faithful partners in prayer throughout the year. And as we all know, while we believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that God will be with us, uh, this isn't over yet. And we will need to be prayer warriors for one another. Uh, and so let's pledge to be that. Uh, I'm going to ask one of our shepherds to join me on stage, Kent Rideout. Kent works at ACU. Uh, his wife, Mary Lynn, worked for her entire career in education and, and in fact, for I think 10 years, uh, worked as a principal. Um, so they know, the rideouts know what this time of year means. And Kent, I'd like to ask you to, to pray over our church family now. Um, before I pray, I just want to say how great it is to be here to see you um, for various reasons. Um, my wife and I, this is my first time back, and her mother's just gotten out of the hospital, and so she's still a little bit nervous about being out and maybe bringing that into her mom. But So she's not here today, but it is great to see you. It is great to be here. It just feels uh, wonderful to do so. Uh, let's pray. Holy Father, um, there's so many wonderful threads through what we've heard today. We've heard about um, the anxieties that have come uh, with what we're experiencing. We've heard about the fantastic people that we have in our schools here in Abilene. And um, uh, I can't help in this moment to not think of uh, my mother's favorite song, Count Your Many Blessings. Um, we have so many things to be thankful for. Uh, we've got great schools. We've got great teachers that love our kids. And as they go back and as they make the hard decisions, uh, give us all grace for each other, uh, be with the administrators that have so many difficult conversations to have and so many things that will, that will unfold that we don't know. So as we always reach up to grab your hand to walk through this life with us, we, we'll be squeezing a little tighter and uh, I hope praying a little more and that's a good thing. Uh, that's a very good thing. Be with this congregation and uh, our staff as they continue to, to work so hard to keep us all connected. And we look forward to the day that, yeah, we look forward to the day when things can be more like they were, but we also look forward to the day that we're all here together again. 
and worship to you. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.